This episode of Check the Locks is brought to you by our friends at Great Lakes Kids Apparel. That's right. Great Lakes Kids Apparel offers affordable, wearable, and playable clothes for your little one to enjoy. Plus, Great Lakes Kids Apparel is a mom-owned business, so you know your kids will love these clothes. And Great Lakes Kids Apparel offers fast, free shipping on orders over $50, not to mention amazing customer service. So head over to GreatLakesKidsApparel.com or click the link in the show description and use promo code LOCKS to get 20% off your first order today. This episode of Check the Locks is brought to you by our friends at Audible. Audible is your one-stop shop for audio entertainment where you can always find the best of what you love or discover something new. That's right. Audible offers an incredible selection of audiobooks across every genre, from mysteries, thrillers, biographies, and of course, true crime. And as an Audible member, you can choose one title a month from their catalog to keep forever, including the latest bestsellers and new releases. Audible members also get access to thousands of podcasts from popular favorites, exclusive new series, and this very podcast you're listening to now. Plus, the Audible app makes it easy to listen anytime, anywhere. While traveling, working out, walking the dog, doing chores, Audible makes listening anywhere easy. And best of all, Check the Locks listeners can try Audible for free for 30 days. So head over to audibletrial.com slash check the locks or click the link in the show notes to start enjoying Audible today. Warning, Check the Locks podcast is a true crime podcast and may contain graphic descriptions of violence, murder, sexual assault, and more. Check the Locks podcast is not appropriate for all listeners. Listener discretion is strongly advised. Welcome back to Check the Locks Podcast. As always, I'm John Connor. And I'm Olivia Cornu. Saying thank you for joining us this week as we dive into yet another truly terrifying true crime case. Before we get into that, Olivia, it's good to see you. Always happy to spend some time with you during the week. You've got COVID, which I sucks. I have the COVID. How are you feeling? I'm doing pretty good. I'm on the men's now. Um, really just the fatigue, little GI. But uh, mostly doing okay. But it it hasn't been fun. I think I'm more annoyed that I have COVID because I've made it two and a half years. I know. I'm there with you. Like my wife and myself and our daughter, somehow I feel like we're the only people that we know who haven't gotten it yet. So it kind of feels like we're an island, you know? So like fingers crossed it stays that way. But yeah. You know, when you told me that you had it, I just felt so bad. I was just like, oh, man, like, I hate that you're not feeling good and you're being a trooper. You're here recording, which is awesome. And I, I really appreciate it. I know the listeners appreciate it and just glad that, you know, you're doing OK and, and hopefully getting back to normal. I know I've had a very sickly summer, which I'm not usually someone who gets sick, but I just feel like I cannot catch a break this summer with my sinuses. I mean, there was a couple episodes where. You know, my voice definitely wasn't my voice, and now I have COVID. Thankfully, my voice is my normal voice. Um, but I've also had a fun summer, too, of, like, getting to explore and travel and do stuff. But sadly, the COVID got me. 
but I'm thankful that I'm healthy and that it hasn't been too bad. How have you been? I've been good. Um, you know, more so worried about you. I know we've been in touch base and I've been checking in how you're doing. And um, so I'm doing good. We took my daughter to see Cinderella, uh, which was awesome. We took her to a local community arts theater to see Cinderella. And it was really cool because there's no stage. They just kind of perform on the floor. And then these seats are like stadium seating. So like if you're not careful, if you stick your foot out, like you can trip a member of this production. But it was awesome. My, you know, my daughter's about to be four. The prince was singing like directly to her and like giving her winks and stuff. And I think now on the way home, she said, one day I'm going to be the live bell in a play. So I think she might have caught a little bit of the acting bug, which is really cool. So all in all, it's, it's been it's been really cool. I watched The Black Phone, which if you're a true crime fan, it's a kind of I don't want to spoil it, but it's on Peacock. You can watch it if you have got Peacock Premium. You can watch it. Really, really good movie. So I I did that. But other than that, just been kind of hanging and hoping that you're feeling okay. So <laughs> I'm here. I'm here to tell the tale. You know, I actually really love going to plays. Um, they do some of the the bigger like Broadway plays come to town. You know, when they do like the traveling version of them. Um, I'd like to check out Lion King, but I took my sister to Wicked. But she's obsessed with Wizard of Oz. So that was really cool. It's time to fly, defy gravity. I know Wicked. My mom went and saw Lion King. Was it this summer? It might have been last year, maybe for her birthday. But my sisters bought her tickets and they all went together. So did it come to Nashville? Uh, no, they went to the show in Detroit at the Fox Theater. Oh, cool. Cool. Oh, yeah. I forget your family lives in Detroit. On a side note, in high school, I was the villager in Beauty and the Beast. A villager, I should say. You have a that's pitch my, for it? That's my claim to fame. Were you the one that was like, uh, kill the beast? <laughs> Look, there she goes, that girl's strange but charming. Yes, we sang that song. We're going to get sued by Disney. <laughs> we do not own the rights to these songs. I might have to cut that. I don't want to get sued by Disney. <laughs> but yes, I was a villager. That's awesome. Well, yeah, and hopefully, you know, Millie kind of gets into it as well she seems to be a little performer anyway you know she's always coming up with different names and stuff like that so hey put her in acting classes one get her out of her shell meet new people she might have a real craft for it you never know yeah i mean we're looking for ways for her to meet new kids and things like that she was kind of a covid baby she was like two years before the pandemic hit but you know when they're that little it's not like they're missing out on interaction and stuff like that so you know, she sees her cousins and things like that, but we're trying to kind of get those social skills built a little bit. So, yeah. Since you have COVID, we thought that we would do things a little bit differently this week because I'm sure while you were resting on the couch and having chills and stuff like that, you were probably not like, I need to research a case like pronto. So I tried, y'all. I really tried. And I'm like halfway through, but it is just not. It just. It's not. It's not. This is what we're doing this week. And I apologize because I feel like all of the little mini cases have been because of me. But I promise we are going to be back on track. You're my wild card. You keep me on my feet. You make sure that I'm honest. I've always got a game plan. So we're ready to rock. And this week, you guys may be familiar with an older episode that we did called Squatters in the Attic, which was episode 8.5. And a lot of people actually really gave some really good feedback on that episode. And so we thought we would do something similar before we jump into that, because I did want to tell you this for those listening. This is actually our second take because we had some technical difficulties. So this is our second time recording this episode. 
But I didn't tell you this the first time. I was talking to my mother-in-law today, and she was telling me that she was house-sitting a few months ago. Mm-hmm. And when she left, everything was fine. She came back. She opened the garage, and there was an Amazon package inside the garage. So then she went in, and one of the kids who lived in the house that she was house-sitting, a pair of their shoes and a baseball bat, like a plastic baseball bat, was like pushed up against the door perfectly. And she knew it wasn't like that when she left because she had to open that door to get out. She immediately was like, somebody's in the house. And she called my sister-in-law and they were like, well, you remember that squatters in the attic episode of check the locks? There's probably somebody in the attic. So my mother-in-law is going through this friend's home with her gun drawn. You know, they have like the attic where you pull it down. There's a ladder. She's like Mm -hmm. sticking her head in there looking. And it turns out that the Roomba kicked on and pushed a bunch of the stuff all over. And the Amazon driver had the code for the garage so they can come in and leave stuff so it doesn't get stolen. But you, you know, I had key delivery one time when I was in Mexico. I came home and there was a package in my garage. And I remember setting up like key delivery, but I don't recall ever really like setting it up. And I don't have a keypad outside. But somehow I had a key delivery. There was a package in my garage, like as like if someone opened the door, set it right there and closed the door. Maybe I was really confused by that. Maybe you had a haunted Amazon driver, like a ghost. Something. You just because I don't know how they would have gotten in there because I don't know. It makes me kind of nervous now that we're talking about this. I need to check into that. Check your crawl space. Maybe <laughs> you have the most considerate squatter. He's like, well, I can't let her package get taken. Yeah, let me probably just put it in the garage. <laughs> this is where I get all my free food and soda. The least I can do is make sure that her packages aren't getting stolen. My squatter is probably. Stocked up on sparkling water, but hungry. <laughs> well, this week in kind of keeping in that same trend, because again, Olivia, even though you're sick and even though, you know, it's been a long week, we love our listeners. We love the fact that people enjoy listening to the show. And, and I really take pride in the fact that we're consistent and putting out episodes. And so the last thing that we wanted to do is miss a week when, you know, we can kind of push through it and make sure that we've got something for you guys. So this week we are going to be doing the same kind of theme. We're going to tackle a few mini stories, but the theme for this episode is going to be peeping toms. So when I say peeping toms, Olivia, first thought, what comes to your head? Creeper. Creeper. For sure. But I actually love peeping toms as long as I don't have a peeping tom. I shouldn't say I love peeping toms. I am a people watcher. I love sitting in public places and watching people. So much so that sometimes I just have to keep my sunglasses on because I will just get to looking at people and I'm like, I look like a peeper. So I do understand peeping toms, but I think in this case, it's probably a little bit more on the creepy side, whereas I just like watching people and I live in New Orleans and it's like the best people watching ever. So... And then also Ted Bundy comes to mind. <laughs> Ted Bundy comes to mind? Yes, a particular face. If there you ever watch the old Ted Bundy, I don't know if it's a documentary or a movie, but he makes this creepy face. And me and my ex-boyfriend used to like joke about it all the time. And I would just like walk into the bedroom and he would have this like face on, like just creepy peeping Tom Ted Bundy face. So it was kind of a running joke in our house back in the day. Wow, your ex-boyfriend did a really good Ted Bundy face. I'm surprised that it didn't work out. <laughs> <laughs> Wonder why. And I will say, like, if you are people watching, you know, that's people in public. You're sitting in public. It's 
kind of an unspoken agreement. Like if you're out somewhere and someone's watching you, the creeping in on somebody's like personal space, that's where it makes it weird. Now I That's do, where you draw the line. Yeah. Now I do respect a proper peeping Tom, one who may go by peeping Thomas. That is where <laughs> I'm like <laughs> And what um differentiates Peeping Tom from Peeping Thomas. So Peeping Thomas, he will look in your windows, but he's got a suit on, his hair is trimmed. <laughs> you'll catch he's a stand him. Stand up guy. You'll catch him and you'll want to invite him in. That's the difference between between a Peeping Tom and a Peeping Thomas. He brings his home baked cookies for you when you catch him. He's like, I have your Amazon package. <laughs> so, so yeah, but if that's okay with you, I thought we would jump into these uh, mini stories. And then again, you know, not that I hope that anybody in the Facebook group has had any kind of peeping Tom's not peeping Thomas's. Right. I, I don't want anybody to have any negative experiences, but if you do have any experiences or know of anything firsthand, we, as always, we would love to have you share your stories with us. You can call them in, leave them a voicemail, send us an email. We'd love to hear any of the stories that you guys have, but what do you think? Should we just jump into this week's episode? Yeah, tell me about story number one. So story number one takes place in Ackworth, Georgia in 2017. Michael James Phelan had been harassing his female neighbor for nearly five years. And I did want to ask you this. If you lived in a home and for five years your neighbor was harassing you, stalking you. I mean, that's half of a decade. I don't know about you, but I'd be like itching to get out of that situation. He wouldn't have been my neighbor for more than two years. I would have sold the house, moved out, rented a new one, or, I don't know, confronted him in a not-so-friendly way. Or burned his house down? <laughs> like it's I you. wasn't going to say that, <laughs> but the thought crossed my mind. No. Yeah. It's you or me, and it's not going to be me. It's not me. Sorry. But I, mean, I can imagine in that scenario, right, you feel like you're a prisoner almost. It's like, I can't leave my house. This guy lives right next door. You know, there's no escaping. It's like not even coming home feels safe. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now, the woman repeatedly asked Phelan to stop harassing her, and he ignored it, continued, continued. Now, frustrated, the woman thought, I will put a literal barrier between the two of us, and she built a privacy fence around her home to stop Phelan from watching her, being able to yell things at her, things like that. This is when the woman's stalker came up with quite a devious plan. Phelan installed a pole-mounted security camera just a few feet away from the victim's home. Now, that's, that's petty. Super petty and also ultra creepy. Yeah, like I have, I think normal wooden fences are six feet tall and mine are taller than that. And so I can just like, I'm picturing myself like, okay, I just built this eight feet tall wooden privacy fence. And then all of a sudden I come home the next day and there's this pole sticking over with a camera. Yeah. And it's almost like a F you, you know what I mean? Like you're going to build a privacy fence. Like I'm going to show you. Yep. I'm still going to see what I want to see. I'm still going to harass you, stuff like that. So from the camera, Phelan could actually see into the woman's kitchen and her living room. The woman's privacy fence was not going to stop him. Now, according to authorities, Phelan continued to contact the victim. In one exchange, he told her that he had noticed that she came home late last night. The woman reported the activity to the authorities, and Phelan was arrested for stalking and released on a $1,000 bond. Now, the reason that I wanted to share this story with you is I did look for updates, and I will tell the listeners, if you want to Google Michael James Phelan, P-H-E-L-A-N, Georgia stalking, you will see this gentleman's photo. Olivia, I know that we both looked at it. (laughs) 
I I would not feel comfortable seeing this dude's face in my window at like 1.30 in the morning. He is Heck no. scary looking. He is scary looking. He reminds me of Ebenezer Scrooge. He is like the man you walk past and he like hollers at you for no reason. He's just doesn't look like your uh, Mr. What's the neighborhood guy? Mr. Mr. Rogers. Yeah, he doesn't look like Mr. Rogers by any. any it's a horrible day in the neighborhood. He's just <laughs> yes. yes, I'm so sad that we don't have like an update. I need to know if she still lives next to him. I need to know if he's just quit stalking, if he took his camera down. Like, I have so many questions. That's the sad thing about these little stories is like you hear about them, but then like, OK, I need follow up. Yeah, and I did look, and I will continue to look, or if anybody in the Facebook group is in Georgia, because I know we have people listening all over, and if you know anything else about this, please send us some updates, because we would love to hear them. But the thing that stuck out to me is that $1,000 is not a lot. No, but I would be mad as a neighbor if I had to pay $1,000 and went to jail, but also I wouldn't be a peeper, so, but that's still a lot of money. It's not a lot of money, but being that woman, I would be worried that, like, all right, I finally called the cops. I got him arrested. They let him out on a $1,000 bond. He's already proven that, like, I can build a privacy fence, and he's like, I don't care. So, like, what's this guy going to do now? Or what yeah. will living next to him be like after that? You know, What's the re- retaliation plan? Yeah, so absolutely crazy. So, again, I will continue to look for updates. If you live in that area, if you're in our Facebook group, Please let us know if you know anything else about this. Um, But this one just kind of stuck out to me because of the fact that did last for so long. He was so persistent. And then again, at the end of the day, he's right back next to her. So, I mean, I would imagine, you know, there's probably some kind of order of protection or something like that. But this guy does not see your neighbor. Yeah. And he also doesn't seem like the kind of guy that would be like, oh, I'll abide by this. You know, Google him. Look him up. Tell us what you think. For sure. (laughs) All right, Olivia, you have got story number two for us, and I'm excited about this because I know that you kind of have a little bit of a personal connection in some way to this, so I'm really excited for you to cover it. Where are you taking us for story number two? Story number two, we move on to Oxford, Mississippi in 2020. So a young couple was living together in a duplex when they made a startling discovery. A camera lens was protruding from the couple's bedroom wall. The couple called authorities and police were quickly dispatched to the 300 block of Chrisman Drive. Now, if you're not familiar with a duplex, it's a connected home. So traditionally, I think they're usually a side by side. Um, I personally lived in a duplex for four years in New Orleans, but I had the whole bottom floor and my neighbor had the whole top floor. Lucky for me, I actually got along with my duplex neighbor and we actually moved out at the same time, both bought houses and he's literally like right down the street from my house. So. We still get together for dinner and everything, but I will say there's not a whole lot of privacy. I mean, you're definitely in your own home, but I can hear him every time he walks. If he hollered, I could hear him hollering. And one time I happened to be walking from like the hallway to my kitchen and like right as I'm walking through to the kitchen door, I hear this loud bang. I was like, my neighbor just died. He literally just fell out and died. (laughs) So I text him and I'm like, are you okay? And he's like, yeah, I was just killing a cockroach. He was killing a cockroach literally right above my head, right at the same time we were in the same spot. So our layouts were very similar. So like if he was in his room and I was in my room, like I could hear what, you know, like hear him. Um, I could, you know, hear him walking around. So definitely not a whole lot of privacy. 
And now I live in a townhouse, which is technically connected to someone else's home. But supposedly I have like a, a foot or two firewall in between us. So I definitely don't hear them. I don't think they hear me. Don't think there's any cameras, but definitely not a lot of privacy. There's a peeping Thomas in that firewall right now who's like hanging up his dry cleaning. That's my crawl space, my <laughs> firewall. Don't know how you get to it, but I have one. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, the police quickly obtained a search warrant for the home of 44-year-old Gary Morris. Investigators discovered a camera connected to the lens in the shared wall of the Morris's home. Morris was arrested for voyeurism and a judge issued a $10,000 bond. Police would not release what was recorded of the young couple or how long they were being watched. Now that to me freaks me out and I just finished watching The Most Hated Man on the Internet and this is just something that if he was involved in that, if something like this got released on the internet, I would, I don't even know what, how I would feel. Yeah. I mean, that's terrifying. Like to think that, you know, this guy may just be uploading your videos to a like German website or something. And like, you're somebody who's been on reality television. So like you're used to having cameras in your face and, and being broadcast at a national level. But this is like such a violation. Yeah. Yeah, it's a violation of personal space, and they're catching you in these vulnerable moments. And then this is a young couple, right? So, like, if I lived in that home, I'd be like, okay, this is the bedroom. As they used to say on MTV Cribs, this is where the magic happens. Mm-hmm. How many times have I been intimate with my partner, and it's on camera? How long has it been there? Or, like, even, like, does he have videos of arguments or personal conversations? You know what I mean? Like, we're getting out of the shower. Like, my bathroom is in my bedroom, you know? Yeah, it's crazy. I also like to think that when we were reading the story, I imagined when they said a camera lens protruding from the wall, I imagined like a 90s over-the-shoulder camcorder. So it's just like this big camera lens, and on the other side, just some guy with it on his shoulder. Yeah, it's like Big Brother, where they have these big old cameras. You can see them. Like, how do you not see it? I'd I'd be laying in my bed, like, what is that? That's new. Wouldn't that come there? But I mean, if you look at your MacBook camera, that thing is tiny. You never know. It could just be a little microscopic nail hole and the little cameras in there, which is even creepier. Yeah. Well, I mean, they make them now where like, you know, you can plug in a cell phone charger and on the cell phone charger, it's a security camera. You know what I mean? So it's like, oh. you can't even see it. So it just looks like there's a, a charging block plugged in somewhere, but it's really recording everything that you do, you know, or the, you know, the size of a, like a pin head. You know what I mean? So, you know, I wonder what kind of camera it is, but just the idea that you could be recorded like that for so long in all of these vulnerable situations, to me, I was just like, oh, this is this is terrifying. Now, I will say, I think $10,000 bond, a little more appropriate. Yeah, I don't think he's going to be watching them anymore. That's a lot of money. Yeah, and I wonder also, too, if you have to register as like any kind of offender when you do that. Right. Because I feel I like know. you should have to, you know? Yeah, you are technically a sex offender. Yeah. I don't know. That's a good question. When we were going through that one kind of rattled me a little bit. So, you know, I I thought that would be good to cover with the listeners. And again, if you are in that area, because again, I know we have listeners all over the place. If you are in the Oxford, Mississippi area and you can give us any updates to this. Again, all these stories that we're going through, I look for as many updates as we can find. Kind of hit or miss. So if you're in the Oxford area, you're familiar with this story. Let us know. What is also creepy is that I Googled this guy as well. Yeah. He's a normal looking dude. 
Looks like he would have like worked with my dad or something. I wonder if up until that point, it was just like, Hey neighbor, how's it going? You know, how's the dog doing? You know, grass is looking good this year, you know, and then you find out, Oh, you've been recording everything that I do. Yeah, and Oxford, Mississippi is where Old Miss is. So these people could have been college kids. I mean, you never know. That's a big college town. I mean, it's not a big town, but it's a college town. And Old Miss is a big school. Yeah, I think in the article that we were looking at, I think it said one of them may have been a student at the University of Mississippi. So they're young. You know what I mean? They're in their like 20s. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, real creepy. Now I feel like I have to check my firewall for a beeper. Yeah, that's crazy. All right, John, where are we going for number three? Well, you better pack your bags because we're now moving to Philadelphia, Pennsylvania in April of 2022. A young woman and her friend had rented an Airbnb for a girl's trip. After returning to the rental from a night out of drinking and partying, they both laid on the couch and passed out. When they woke up in the morning, looking up at the ceiling, they noticed the concealed camera. Now, I wanted to ask you, you're in a new place. You're on vacation. You know, one of the many vacations that you take because you're a, a jet setter, Olivia. You're living the fancy life. You mm-hmm. wake up in France, right? And you're looking at the ceiling and you notice a camera. First thought, what are you I'm doing? out. I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. And I'm finding out who owns this place and why are they watching me? Yeah, I would freak out, lose my mind. I'd be like, number one, is this the only one? Number two. I would start going through every step that I've taken to be like, what could they possibly have a video of me doing? Heck yeah. Like it's one thing. So like we, on my jet setting adventures, when I went up to the Poconos mountains, we stayed in this cabin on the or a lake house really. And they had like a ring doorbell type thing. And they had a camera that was kind of hidden, but in a tree outside, like looking at the property. Like that's one thing, but like cameras in the house, if you're renting it out as an Airbnb is, that's invasion of privacy, and I don't think that that's allowed. But and the same thing here, like we have cameras. I have cameras outside to kind of see who's coming and going. We have a security camera in the living room, but it's very clearly like there's the security camera because I don't ever yeah. want anybody to be like, oh, I didn't know I was on film. It's very clearly out so that you can see where it is. Yeah, I have cameras in my house. I have the one, and I have them mostly because I used to not leave the dog home alone, but now she's home alone all the time. It's not a big deal. Like, I have one at my stairs that looks at my front door, and then there was one in the kitchen that's on top of the cabinets that, like, looks into the whole living kitchen area. I mean, mine was just for my animals, you know? I leave them home alone. I go out of town. I leave the cats home alone, so. And I get that. Like, for us, it's, you know, we don't live in a mansion or anything, so the one in the living room kind of covers the majority of the house. So if we're ever away on vacation or something like that, I can check in, and from that one camera, I can kind of see everything. But that's a big difference, I think, than, you know, having one implanted in the ceiling and not telling people when they come to your house. You know what I mean? That they're renting out like you're choosing to stay in your house. That's invasion of privacy. Yeah. And it also does not seem like it's a security issue. It seems like it's more of a kink issue, which I don't want to kink shame anybody. But something like that, you have to have consent from all parties involved. So in a panic and feeling very creeped out, the friends decided to investigate the rest of the Airbnb for any additional cameras. The pair climbed up on chairs to look at the sprinklers and were horrified when they found out that they too were in fact cameras. In total, 10 hidden cameras were found in the rental. Oh my gosh. 
uh-uh, I would be, I, I would be getting my money back plus some. Oh yeah, for sure. Luckily, it was a girls' trip, so I wasn't having intercourse. Said one of the women, <laughs> which is awesome. I mean, like, good yeah. for you. She was like, hey, Lisa, I know what I was doing. Right, but she was naked and had to change in one of the rooms. Yeah. Again, a thing that can show up on the most hated man on the internet. Yeah. And, you know, I know we talked about this before, but that documentary, like, it was crazy to watch because I was in bands playing, like, shows and festivals at the time that that case was taking place. And so I remember people like that. I remember, like, all the MySpace and, like, the scene metal bands and the, you know, the like, the whole thing. So when I watched it, it was like, a time machine to be like, Oh yeah. <laughs> like I lived through this. this is weird. I remember when every cool kid had the sidekick phone and yeah, it's crazy. Had and, you ever heard of that website? No, no, but yeah, I was, it made it seem like it went so I'm not saying like you looked at it, but like, I'm just saying like in general, I have never heard of it, nor had I ever heard people talk of it, but I'm also, I guess not part of that, that, that scene so i just didn't know if like it was something that you had heard about just like being out because this guy like parties all the time no i had heard that guy's name but Uh i wasn't familiar with the website and i think it was i mean i was also like a decent person like when i was a kid and it seemed like where are you i think so i think at least until like my 30s i was pretty decent i don't know what happened then but (laughs) no i'm kidding but like well, now you're 52, so. <laughs> thanks. Thanks. <laughs> Appreciate it. But not that I didn't look at like crazy stuff on the internet, but like exploitation was never really Your thing. a thing for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it is just, it's just weird. And I also wonder too, if part of it is because I know you are a few years younger than me. So I don't know if maybe it was that gap in time where maybe that kind of scene phase had died out a little bit by the, t- by the time you got to the age I was at at that point. But yeah, it's just, it's just really weird because I can look at it and be like, Oh, like I probably played a show to like a handful of kids that were in the documentary. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So it was really sure. weird. And if you haven't watched it, I mean, you have to have a strong stomach, but definitely watch it. We talked about it in the Facebook group and it is uh it's intense. So most hated yeah. man on the internet, make sure you check it out. You'll hate him. Trust me. Now let's get back to the story. So what's worse is the women never met the renter or spoke to them over the phone. They would actually only respond through chat. So the pair had no idea if this person was male, female, how they looked or how they sounded, which to me, I thought added an extra layer of creepy to it because I'm chatting with this person. I might see you walking down the hallway and you know who I am. You know what I look like naked and I have no idea. You're just this anonymous person, you know, which is. Mm -hmm. Super creepy. And you know they would have had to have messaged him and be like, listen, we found the cameras, we're out. Yeah, and the women actually reported the incident to Airbnb directly, and they were promptly moved to a new property. Now, as of June 13th of this year, the women still had no update from the police. According to the woman, it's very concerning because they have no idea what footage the owner has and what they are doing with it. So again, kind of talking about like, am I going to end up on the internet Am I going to get a text of like a link of a video of me changing in this like weird Airbnb? So it's got to be super crazy to number one, have your privacy violated like that, but then to have to worry about whatever footage that person has, where is it going to end up or where could it be, you know, a week, two weeks, a month, a year from now? You know what I mean? Yep. Yep. I'm not a fan of that one. 
not a fan of any of these. I mean, I think Peeping Toms are creepy. Yeah, none of these guys were Peeping Thomases. These were all Peeping Toms, for yeah. sure. Yeah, and I just feel so uneasy with these right now because I literally just finished it yesterday, that show. So it's it's makes me not want to stay in an Airbnb. I know. I was thinking the same thing, and then I looked up cameras found in hotel rooms, and it's not much better. Oh, I'm not even. <laughs> I'm not going like, to be able to travel anymore. Oh, like, I'm never leaving the house again. I'm going to just pick pitch tent. Yep. Hope yeah. for the best. There's some creepy hunter out there with a trail cam. I see you. I know what I, you're doing. <laughs> my dear camera, my dear feeder camera's watching you, man. I did want to ask you this because I know this is a mini episode, and I know we didn't, you know, get into <laughs> crazy details like we do in our other cases. But when it comes to peeping toms covering these stories, Olivia, where do peeping toms fall on your deadbolt test? A ten. Peeping toms are creepy. If I had a peeping tom, I would not be able to sleep. I wouldn't be able to like leave my house. I'd be worried they were coming in my house. I'd be afraid they have like come in and set up something in my house. Then do peeping Toms or peeping Thomases creep you out? So you know what they do? Cause this is one of those things where I don't know if it's always gender based. You know, a lot, a lot of the cases that we do, it's like, Oh, well this person is, you know, targeting women of a certain age or, you know, something like that where me personally, I'm not like, Oh, you know, that's super terrifying to me. But a peeping Tom, while a lot of the times it can be about seeing somebody of the opposite sex in a vulnerable position, it could also just be about the thrill of like, I'm watching what somebody else is doing and they don't know. And then to me, it's the idea of what happens when just watching isn't enough. Like, how does that escalate? Like last week we we were talking about Bobby Joe Long and how his crimes escalated. So like, what is the escalation pattern? And we talked about that a lot with the Baton Rouge serial killer mm-hmm. where Derek Todd Lee started off as a peeping Tom and then that escalated. So for me, I mean, I put it up there as a 10 as well. It's it's pretty creepy. Yeah. And I've brought this movie up before and I'm sure you haven't watched it since the last time I brought it up, but you need to watch Mr. Brooks because he watches his victim. He watches them and watches them and then he strikes at the right time and kills them. Mr. Brooks is very much a peeping Tom slash murderer, but you should watch that movie. It's really good. Yeah, my wife and I, we actually started watching a movie. It had uh, Allison Brie and James Franco in it and Toby Huss. But that was the premise of the movie where they are staying in an Airbnb and they find cameras and then Mm -hmm. they start getting picked off one by one by like a slasher. What's the name of that movie? Because I'm not watching it now. Hold on. It's worth a Google. Waiting. The Rental is the name of it. So clever title. Yeah. But, it should just be the Airbnb with cameras. Right. So I just want to say I never really get the notifications of Check the Locks Facebook group, but I have two. And right now it says we have two new members to welcome with the post in Check Ooh. the Locks podcast. You're hearing it live, people. We're getting members in the Facebook group. And speaking of the Facebook group, we want to know, Olivia and I are both putting peeping toms at a 10, but we want to know where does this fall on your deadbolt test? Peeping toms. How do you feel about them? I imagine nobody's like, I love them. They're great. But, it's a zero for me. <laughs> but we would love to hear your feedback. You can find us on the socials. We're on Instagram at Check the Locks Pod, Twitter at Check the Locks. Join our Facebook group. If you pause the show right now, you go into the description, you will see a link to join that Facebook group. It is so much fun. People are in there interacting every day. 
I've said it a million times, best place on the internet. It's just so nice to see people being nice to each other and everybody is sharing cases. And I promise you, we are working on something for listener suggestions. We get so many of them that we want to make sure that we're being fair. So we are working on something. We will have it for you soon. Um, But please keep suggesting them because for what we're doing, we need a lot of them. So um, please make sure that you're, you're leaving those for us. Also, Speaking of the Facebook group, Kim, who is very active, she actually shared a link to all of the Florida death row inmates who have been executed their last words. Oh, that's cool. And she shared it because last week we did Bobby Joe Long, who was executed in Florida in 2019. So I did start going through the list. Bobby Joe Long actually did not have any last words, so he wasn't included. But if you are interested, I will post that link in the show notes for this episode. So if you want to go through there and click around and kind of see some of those things, it is a very interesting thing to check out. Additionally, we have to wish a very happy birthday to Lauren in our Facebook group. She's a very active contributor. She is always sharing stories. She's commenting. It was her birthday recently. She said she hung out with family. She was telling everybody about Check the Locks. So Lauren, we love you. Happy birthday. I hope it was a great day. Happy birthday. And thank you for sharing the show, even on your birthday. That is something that you did not have to do. (laughs) We greatly appreciate it. So, Olivia, I don't know about you. I think we should read a five-star review. What do you think? I love five-star reviews, but I love voicemails even better. So, y'all, leave me a voicemail. Especially if you have a Peeping Tom story or something that you want to share. We want to be able to play those on the podcast. Go to checkthelockspod.com. You can hit the little voicemail icon. You can also find the link to leave a voicemail in the show notes of this episode. So leave us a voicemail. We're tired of asking for them. We want to hear them. Olivia, please continue. Damn it. Damn it. (laughs) Okay, so this week's five-star review comes from Lover TTJV. There's a couple more O's, a couple more L's, and a couple more V's in that, but Lover... Uh, TTJV said, great job on this podcast. I love how you give us all the details in one episode. Makes me definitely aware of my surroundings and I am without a doubt checking all my locks. So thank you, lover TTJV, or however you say your name, for leaving us a five-star review. Yes, thank you, Lava. That's how I imagine it reads in my head. Oh, hello, Lava. But Lava, TTJV. <laughs> Love it. Thank you for checking out the podcast. Thank you for taking the time to leave us a five-star review. We truly appreciate it more than you know. We would love to send you a sticker. We got some magnets. We got all sorts of cool stuff. So reach out to us again. You can find us on the socials, Instagram, we're at Check the Locks Pod, Twitter, Check the Locks. Join our Facebook group. Let us know there. If you are not a social person, that's totally fine. Head over to checkthelockspod.com. Click that email button. Let us know it was you, where to send you some stuff. We would absolutely love to do that. Olivia, if someone wants to leave us a five-star review, what is the best way to do that? Well, they need to hop on over to the Apple Podcast app, scroll all the way down on our main page, see all five stars, click all five stars, write us a review, tell us what you like, and we'll be happy and hopefully we'll read it on our podcast one day. And while we're talking about stickers and things, I just want you to know that I just ordered more koozies, and I specifically ordered one that says, pee out your potassium just for you. Sweet. Sweet. I cannot wait. maybe we'll send out a koozie this week. 
Ooh, I would love that. I'm well, also thinking about, you know, we have some stuff that is not public as far as merch goes. Like we've got some stuff. Did you know we have a check the locks clock, like a wall clock? No, but I need one. We also have check the locks coasters. What? Yeah. I'm saving it. I'm saving it. So I'm thinking maybe over the next little bit, we could do a giveaway or something. Oh, yeah. Like a goodie basket. Yeah, I would like that. Thinking about some ways that we can maybe do a giveaway for somebody. So keep an eye out for that. And if you have left us a review, thank you so much. You have no idea how much it means to us. Those reviews help us get into other show suggestions. So if someone's listening to like Dateline or Morbid, we show up and suggest a podcast, which lets people discover us and it helps our community grow. And it just does great things for the podcast. So if you have left us a review, thank you so much. If not, head over to Apple Podcasts, leave that review. Again, the link is also in the description of the show. means so much to us. We just wanted to say thank you so much. And Olivia, that is it. That is the Peeping Tom episode. This is episode 18. Can you believe we're almost at 20 episodes? No, that's crazy. And just thank you all for being patient. I know we've done a few of these mini episodes this summer, but we will be back on full episodes very, very soon. Yeah, this episode is actually going to come out to Labor Day. So we want to wish all of you a very happy holiday. Hope you enjoy your three-day weekend. Olivia and I will both be at weddings. So have a great three-day weekend for us. Hope it's a wonderful holiday. And again, thank you so much for all the support. We appreciate it. We will be back with a full episode for you on Monday, September 12th. That is it for this week. Join us again next time as we dive into another truly Truly terrifying terrifying true true crime crime case. case. We're really trying to get it together, y'all. We are. (laughs) That unison thing is not easy. But until then, don't forget to check the locks. See you next week.